Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives. I am joined and always forever will be by my good man Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Hey. Hey, what's going on? Sorry, I got a broken dog here. <laughs> we, have, we have a dog in the background on our stream tonight. <laughs> I'm very excited Mike. about the album. I just had him listen to it and I had to strap him down. I don't want to please, we, please don't call Pete on. You set the you set the dog whistle off on him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. it must have been brendan Urie's high bro vocals what's going on <laughs> um, so anyways but as the title of our stream tonight suggests we're going to be breaking down the latest and most recent release by panic at the disco viva las vegas just kidding viva las vengeance we're excited <laughs> to talk about this one tonight so should be an interesting broadcast uh let's start with kyle mm. uh, should we start with kyle though? that's a better question yeah, start. <laughs> i can start it all right, well, we're going to start with Kyle. Kyle, what are your initial impressions and whatnot going into the latest Panic at the Disco release? All right, so going into this album for the first time, I had a certain set of expectations. Panic at the Disco is one of those bands for me that they've always, for the most part, uh, you know, put out really solid albums. So they have, I have pretty high expectations for their music. Well, I guess brendan's music it's been him for the past decade now uh <laughs> this really it when the first single came out i enjoyed it but i was like it's definitely different but still enjoyable and then the next single came out i only listened to two singles before going into the album i think that's all that was released there may have been a third but um viva lost vengeance in middle of a breakup both of them, I was like, yep, they're definitely playing with that like 70s rock vibe. I was into it. It was fun. And then the album came out and honestly, first listened through, very disappointed. And it didn't get much better with subsequent listens. Uh, you know, probably listened to it in full five to ten times over the past weekend just to see if anything would change and it really didn't if anything there were some songs that i thought were worse upon more listens um i do really enjoy that he went a traditional recording route with this and recorded straight to tape instead of digital and that really does show through it has that vintage feel to it uh it has that very much queen inspired sound which Honestly, I think it's to a fault at some points. You might as well have had Brian May play guitar on a handful of these songs. He went, we'll get into it and talk about the track list, but I mean, he tried to make his own Bohemian Rhapsody here. I don't think it worked. Uh, and also, I just have a big problem with the vocals on it. I'm just going to say it. Uh, he has a great voice, but when you do when you stay in one register when you have such a versatile voice and you stay in nothing but your high register it is it just gets so grating on the ears and about halfway through i just uh, it starts to really like actually bother me uh overall it's a well-written album and it's very well constructed well played i mean no doubt he's talented but it pretty disappointing for me and I'll get more into it as we go on, but that's my initial reaction to it. Mike, 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 Mike. 
Yeah, so that's kind of where I was sitting at it, you know, with it. And actually, I was kind of in, you know, I feel like in this day and age of music, I find myself more grateful for the acknowledgement of the past, like past styles like Queen. And I mean, Meatloaf is so over this. It's not even funny. I mean, has moments where Steely Dan, you know, it sounds like the um, like uh, the police a little bit in one of the songs. Um uh, towards like the middle to end you can tell it's just kind of a worship of kind of some of the past um you know rock uh um opera rock opera kind of stuff and and, and like it's a deviation from like kind of what's be going on today with the kind of like eats and uh industrial electric electronic songs which i totally appreciate which makes me so grateful for albums like this but then also i shift to like where kyle was saying it's like my dude is tr is doing some heavy lifting with his voice to a point to a fault uh and is causing me to like songs less because i, I hear the song i just can't hear it past his his um his mix and his kind of emphasis on on just beating you to death with like his vocal ability and like, Hey, look at me over here. Look what I can do with my voice and how high I can go and how low I can go. And my dynamics are crazy, aren't they? And it's like, easy, bro. Like we get it. Like you got a, you got a dynamic voice and you can hit some notes, but like, you're not like kind of letting the music um, shine and like your vocal ability kind of do its thing when it needs to, you're all over the place really trying to kind of like um grab the view the listener's attention and all and it just kind of almost comes off um overcompensating for a lot of the the songs um you know songs and that are written and the good songs and got great structure and whatnot but it's just like it kind of is just like it's almost like uh too painfully uh attempting to just uh prove that he's like the next like i don't know like freddie mercury or whatever he's trying to be but um yeah it's just uh yeah, you know, coming back i would argue that he doesn't like show the dynamics of his voice enough on this album in a way because um and mike i don't know if you listened to the albums and or the songs i'm referring to here but i know me and jt we discussed the death of a bachelor album um mm. months back on that album and then two specific songs the title track death of a bachelor and uh, impossible year he does like crooner style vocals mm. and it sounds fantastic i don't know and everyone praised him for that he doesn't do anything even remotely close to that on this one and he just right. chooses to go all for the th like theatrics i know he did like some, a stint on broadway and you can tell that that definitely rubbed off on the sound here but a big problem that I have is the theatrics, like also like taking the vocals away, just the backing vocals too. They're all over the place. There's so much going on that it makes it sound like muddied and messy a lot. And like you said, I agree with you completely about the vocals, not giving the like, instrumentals a chance to shine here because there are some songs that have actually really great. Most of them have great instrumental backings to them. Probably some of the best instrumentals that Panic has had to date but I can't get past his shrill voice on these songs. <laughs> like there are some songs that sound like he's, and I don't know if it's done on purpose, but there are some songs that sounds like he's actually straining his voice, trying to go up so high, just trying to show like, Hey, look what I can do. And it, it just bothers me. 
And I mean, I just have to mention here, is there, are we going for every album where the comments are turned off? I I mean, maybe I just thought maybe we were trying to do that, but every time we pick an album, the comments are turned off on the, on the, the the videos that uh they posted yeah like i I I was just i I know and i was just like i i feel like you know what we should try to go for a streak how many albums can we review where the comments are turned off well i mean like like come on boys like one more and we'll get a free sandwich at subway i don't know like yeah whatever it is (laughs) like yeah like it's just i i feel like that just kind of it kind of speaks to the controversy like you're saying in something he's doing in these songs that are going to strike the 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 general fan base with a uh, kind of some uh, you know a little bit of uh, annoyance I guess you could say or not happy with the, the result. Yeah, for is it my turn now? I want to make sure I'm good. Yeah, it's your turn, yeah. bro. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so I was going into it, going into the sound. I was like, all right, I'm excited. He's back. It's been a long four years since. You know, pray for the wicked, which I I generally like. I love Death of a Bachelor. I listen to that album a lot more than I thought I do, and I because we, we talked about you know Death of a Bachelor a, a, a couple of weeks ago. Check that out um, on our YouTube channel. Check it out on our our podcast, and we talked about that album. We talked about his vocals then in twenty was it sixteen? Yep. Yeah. Now it's twenty twenty two. I mean, he's still he's got a little older, but it, it really I want to emphasize the points that. Mike, both Mike and Kyle brought up separately. His vocals, it's Mike, you awakened something tonight that I didn't even see before, which I'm very happy for you. You definitely, <laughs> you, you, you said how, and I didn't, I never thought of it like this until you just said it because you're right. He is like, he on this album, which I overall liked overall, um, for the more, uh, it, it was it as good as Death of a Badger? Was it as good as the did their, um, a fever you can't sweat out. I would not put it there in that conversation yet. I have to listen to it more to make a final like decision on that. But as far as like what Mike said just now, he said, and it res- it hit me like a lightning bolt. I hate to I hate to say it like that, but it really did. You said something like he said you you made the analogy of like hey it's saying hey look at me I'm Brendan Urie of Panic at the Disco. I can hit all these high notes and whatnot too. I can do an album with tons of strings and tons of backing vocals. Given that he actually like did that, it, 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 you're right though. It does it does kind of scream though, like, "Hey, look at me! Look at me! I, I'm super talented. I can do that." That's what I got from you. What you were just saying, Mike, um, as far as like, "Hey, look, I'm back. I can do an album by myself again and have all these different elements to it." And you're right. It, it to me it was kind of screaming like, "Hey, look at me! I can do this." I can do an album like this kind of thing. And it, it definitely came out that way. But as far as an overall album goes, it, it didn't deliver as well as, in my opinion, it didn't deliver as well as like Death of a Bachelor or, or Prayer or even Pray for the Wicked, which I liked a lot of the stuff on there, truthfully, too. But um, n- nowhere near as much as Death of a Bachelor. But um, like, this album was just a different vibe. It was a different feel. I mean, you're right. You, Kyle, I agree with your point. You could have just brought in Brian May and had, had him play the guitar for most of the most of the tracks. Because in... It was a de- it was definitely a harken back to like Queen or Meatloaf. We talked about that for a second, um, but like as far as the like the actual like, I still liked what I heard overall. But it, would I go back to it in like a year or two? Maybe not. Probably not. Honestly, but I mean, you're right. Brian May could have just come and figured out every guitar solo on the song on every song. 
every song really truly does kind of sound the same. I mean, the, the we'll get to our track listening in a second, but like the first couple songs I actually really liked a lot. And then as the album progressed, I was like, this is just very repetitive. It's the same thing over and over again. And I, I was kind of surprised at that myself, but that that's just my overall take on the latest album. Let's jump over to the track listing and the overall Wikipedia page. And before we, we before we fully get into that, I also just want to bring up while we're talking about yeah. like influences on the album here. Yeah, go ahead. Musically, hundred percent Queen, Meatloaf, you know that whole era of music. But my issue is he emulates those sounds very well. Mm-hmm. And he does like merge it a bit with more theatrical Broadway style things. But I would have to heed the way where I fault him on it is both Freddie Mercury and, you know, Meatloaf, they have phenomenal voices, as does Brendan Urie. But they knew when to use it. Mm. Like, not every Queen song is the high register of Bohemian Rhapsody because it would get grading to listen to yes. same thing meatloaf songs same way he knows how to use his voice when to use the dynamics and i'm not saying brendan Urie does not use his voice he 100 percent does i think that he just got a little swept away and people complimenting his high register online and you know mm-hmm. praising it for the past you know few years and just said you know what i'm just gonna go for it i'm just gonna do this and uh i don't know one trick pony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's funny I'll you said say. that. I said those exact words while I was listening to the album and I was thinking, I was like, this, this, the definition of this album is, uh, um, is lacking the idea of like when to use something. It's just uh, like using it over and over again because like it's, um, impressive and it just, uh, he wants to come off like that's, that's ultimately his, uh, gonna be his just spontaneity in changing of of from note to you know whatever it's just like he like he wants to come off like at any turn he could just belt out a high note to go back into the low and um you know look how flawless it is and it just like hurts it because um if it did it and stopped doing it and went back to doing it again it would be great but it's just like every freaking like it's just like someone going look at me look at me hey, hey, hey you know like like yeah. I can do this, and it's like relax. <laughs> you know what I mean? We it's get like it. When, it's like when you're at a child's birthday party, and there's that one show-off kid in the bounce house. It's like, look at me, watch me do a flip, watch me do a flip. I can do a flip, and you just watch <laughs> it over and over again. That's what it feels yeah. like. Yeah, and you're just like, we get it. Like relax. Like uh, show us something else. Like <laughs> you know, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean. We're all pretty much on the same page. He's like, he's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And then sure enough, it's like, <laughs> we got the album we got. Um, <laughs> let's let's jump over to the track listing, shall we? So for the if you're if you're if you're listening to us, we're on the Wikipedia page. If you're watching us, check it out. Um, let's go to the track listing. So Viva Last Vengeance opens up the album, middle of a breakup, don't let the light go out, local god, star spangled banger, god killed rock and roll, say it louder. Sugar Soaker, Something About Maggie, Sad Clown, All By Yourself, and Do It To Death. Kai, you want to go first? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> so 
I just noticed something very fun. I'm going to start with just my overall thoughts on the track list here. Yeah. And JT, I think you mentioned it earlier. The album actually starts off pretty good. Yeah. The first five songs on here, I think are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evil Lost Vengeance, Middle of a Breakup. Uh, two of my three top songs on here. Yeah. Uh, I will say no song on here. Got a 10 out of 10 for me. But those were pretty close. They were both, they gave them a nine. Uh, don't let the light go out. Not bad. Not my favorite, but it's pretty good. I don't think it has great transitions into the chorus, which is a problem that I found with a lot of these tracks. Is shockingly enough, there's not many memorable choruses on the album. There's only a handful of songs that after they're over, I'm like, that was catchy. And I've had maybe two or three stuck in my head. But overall, the some of the transitions are just questionable. The choruses kind of bring the songs down at times. Uh, Local God, I thought was really, you know, pretty decent. And same thing, Star Spangled Banger. Catchy and fun. Uh, again, I think that the chorus, kind of kind of weird. But then after that, the album takes a huge downshift for me. Uh, God Killed Rock and Roll, that's the one I mentioned earlier. Kind of his attempt at like a Bohemian Rhapsody type thing. But the thing that made Bohemian Rhapsody so good was that it didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel its length. It's a long song. And it goes through all these different, you know, motions and movements. And it does it well. This song, it just starts slow. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's a, there's like an up-tempo fast part. And it just feels like messy mixed together. Not the biggest fan of that one. It's probably my least favorite on the album. Then really from there, it just stays at that I don't care for this uh, album other than Sugar Soaker. Sugar Soaker, I really like. That's the other one in my top three. And then again, it just goes right back to something about Maggie is the last song in my bottom three. (laughs) Which is a shame because the first time I listened to it, I was like, wow, the lyrics on this one are actually pretty good. I like the message here which is something that another problem I have with the album is lyrically, it's not anything great. Usually his lyrics are pretty solid, but on here, I didn't find anything of substance for the most part. If anything, some of them I thought were actually pretty stupid lyrically. And then the more I listened to it, or initially I enjoyed that song. And the more I heard it, that was one of the songs that the more I heard, I was like, this song really annoys me. Uh, it just feels overly theatrical for no reason. He could have toned it down. But we it is what it is. Sad Clown was okay. All By Yourself, another song that's really good. Uh, until the annoying chorus kicks in. I don't know who... Well, it was his idea, obviously. Why he thought it was a good idea to just repeat all by yourself over and over for the chorus mm. it's grating it's annoying and it's a shame because it has my favorite lyric the verses are actually decent and it has my favorite lyric on the album which was the uh if we could read the script of our future we would never turn the page when i heard that lyric in the first verse i was like oh we're in for a good like a good uh like introspective song and then it just threw that out the window at the chorus and then wah, wah, wah. Yeah. and then do it to death was just <laughs> I can see it as the closing track, like a, a musical. 
just didn't do much for me in general. Uh, I did start laughing a bit to myself when JT read the, uh, when we pulled this up. Butch Walker, Say It Louder is my second least favorite on the album. And Butch Walker is one of the writers on that one. It is so rare that I have liked anything that Butch Walker has touched. <laughs> and I'm not surprised to see him on that. So it's just, that just made me laugh a bit. I had no idea he was even involved in this album at all. But that's where I stand on it. I thought it actually had a pretty solid opening. But then just quickly took that downturn and it quickly turned into this is now a chore to listen to. It is. It just became so repetitive. Almost every song sounds the same. It sounds messy. It's complex for the sake of being theatrical, Broadway. It, it's objectively good. I will say that. It's objectively well-written. No denying it. There's definitely a lot of thought put into it. I think if you're a fan of Broadway musicals, you're going to like these songs. Jazz hands. You're for you're, you're yeah. fan of jazz ends. <laughs> I am not one of those people. I'm not a Broadway musical fan for the most part. So this one just it, most of these songs didn't do it for me. Right. Mike, you're up. All right. As always, my good man Kyle and me are completely opposite. I mean, if it, if if <laughs> it, if it was completely aligned, I would cut the stream. I show up at his house and I just be like, "Where have you put the?" The real Kyle. I want him now. Take him out of that trunk that's screaming. Please let me out. But um, yeah. So basically, I'm the complete opposite. I it started off kind of gimmicky to me. Um, Viva Las Vegas was that and Local God were two of my least favorite songs. Like I Local God was like like it just feels like he's kind of like a radio station being tuned you know like you know like it's like dude find a place in this song where you're gonna find some consistency and and please stay there which is why i liked say it louder and sugar soaker because they were straightforward as well as uh don't let the light go out um they kind of don't let the light go go out literally just he sings a song without trying to do this like trying to like impress you with these notes he's just singing the song mm -hmm. and then it has like a nice orchestra in the background which kind of follows the song and i really enjoy that that kind of subtlety subtlety is the word kids yep uh in this album that it, it lacks subtlety and and like kind of a gentle kind of direction which can find its uh high dynamic and it's high pitched vocals which when need to be done come off great but they unfortunately he just unfortunately cannot find that perfect balance and um yeah that's the one area that i actually enjoyed and then uh, yeah local got a star spangled ban banger was very gimmicky lyrical lyrically 100 with you kyle it just makes you feel very kind of like like he's just dumbing down a lot of uh things and just uh you know just Kind of like trying to recapture, I think, uh, some of the like the youthful kind of like um, just fun that, uh, you know, that he wants to get in, get in this album. And um, yeah, but then, yeah, like I said, like Say It Louder, Sugar Soaker. And then something about Maggie was great until he once again beats you up with that vocal. And that's the problem. It's like mm -hmm. it had so much potential, but it just 
as soon as he starts like doing these no crazy notes, it's almost like it's almost secondhand embarrassing, you know, like uh that like I'm just like, I don't want to uh have you ruin this kind of song that has its potential with just those kinds of um dynamics and then um and to be honest same i'm with you kyle uh at the end it's just like three songs you could have just literally you know they they're just so forgettable i'm a sad clown i'm brandon yuri like i mean what is that what is what like i don't want to hear like those last songs and they just kind of did nothing for me um but uh yeah like uh say it louder actually was one of the songs and it's funny you mentioned bush walker like in that that song actually to me it was like almost achieving a higher uh, like one of the higher rate ratings for the album but it just fell flat on its face towards like um the end it started off good like a good vibe like i like that cool vibe it almost felt like the police a little bit that's the song i was uh, referencing earlier when we weren't streaming but talking amongst each other um it had a very police feel to it and uh um then it kind of just goes off in this you know once again the vocals are make or break and uh and i think that's my emphasis here um the songs are great but then the vocals break it and they and they and it's unfortunate because it's like i would like to hear this album again with somebody doing like their own edition of it and you know kind of changing it up it'd be kind of cool like it might it might i mean it wouldn't like propel it into stardom or anything but it would help ease some of the damage done by this over vocalization of like um you know kind of look at me i'm red and yuri and i'm uh i'm the best and you're gonna love this so it's like um yeah i mean uh that's generally how i was feeling about it um like i said uh, i know i forgot to mention with you guys like mention our least favorite song local god um uh was our least favorite and then god killed rock and roll had so much potential I really liked the chorus, but that's all I liked. I liked that chorus, but um, kind of the beginning and the kind of the end were like, take it or leave it. Uh, that God Killed Rock and Roll chorus was kind of cool. Almost reminded me of Weezer, kind of strangely enough. Yeah. I don't know if that, yeah, I don't know if you guys yeah. picked that up, but it almost reminded yeah. me of like Weezer, and um, which is cool. But once again, not what I bargained for or what I looking for um in this album and yeah like uh it's just weird how we're always kind of like on a different and, and which is awesome i it's, love how we can all have a different it, it's so funny to me that you mentioned that god killed rock and roll that the chorus yeah. is your favorite part this chorus <laughs> yeah. is my least favorite part. <laughs> i actually yes. i actually didn't mind like the first verse in the intro because he was yeah. he was doing his like normal singing voice he wasn't doing that high pitch right. thing then the chorus just kind of ruined it mm. also one thing i'm surprised you didn't i thought you would like sad clown a bit more to be honest mike because mm. there mm. was the backing vocals in that specific song reminded yeah. me mm. of uh elo oh okay yeah quite a bit in that I actually, I actually wrote for the notes that you either love the things this vo these vocals are bringing or you find them overwhelming and uh that's literally how i felt during that song and like I do admit he had those effects in it 
that gave me he gave me an a, a, a feeling in this album that he was trying to kind of touch on a couple different time periods like you know like um don't let the light go out makes it reminds me of kind of like, like a doo-wop kind of like uh 50s kind of song and then you know he's got like the star spangled banger which kind of has like um like a you know more of the rock kind of uh um you know it's just like it seems like it's just changing in time period you know um 70s it could give a 70s vibe and then like you know it just kind of seems like he's trying to and, I, and if you watch the video for um viva los vengeance it's um it's parading like the uh, elvis kind of 50s uh um feeling which he's got through this whole on and off through this whole album so it's kind of like uh yeah like i like those kinds of um backing vocals and things like that but overall yeah um that was an uh, that was a song that i just felt like the vocals kind of you know didn't do it justice like the main vocals not the backing vocals all right <laughs> it's like no right pressure here we go uh, yeah no, come on I mean, JT. um uh, i'm ready to rip this one no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> um honestly i would say like so, so we just said a lot uh standout tracks for me though i Damn you both! Title tracks are my <laughs> guilty pleasure. It's so, it's so. It, I love you. Like Viva Las Vegas, the title track. If it if it was just an EP single, I'd be like, yeah. But the fact <laughs> that it's a title track to an album, I'm like, all right, I got to take it for what it is. But yeah. standard standard tracks me are the title track of Viva Las Vengeance uh, and the, the the middle of the breakup. And I will say, the, I did like Don't Let the Light Go Out, but I think we can all agree this album is very very front loaded. Is that a good term to use for this? Like in general, like the first like what cost of the first five tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mike said the first like th- three or four tracks, you know what I mean? And I just realized something ironic. Do it to death is kind of what he's doing with his vocals. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I, 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 every time we do a review, I find something relevant in the title, but that is what he's doing. It's like, I'm going to do this until I die. Yeah. And like, if it causes me to die, I don't care because this is what I do and yeah. I'm going to do it to death. Like it literally sums up the, the the general like approach sorry didn't mean to cut you off but i just i was just looking no, at no, it and you just he is funny. doing it to death <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna segue but based on what mike just said i was actually gonna bring that up because do it to death mike you're great this is why we have you here <laughs> but like um doing it to death it's funny because i'm thinking about it in like in the long run if he's gonna perform some of these songs live in the next 10 years i would you know he'll probably perform like a couple of them i mean He's not, he, his voice might not say the same way. You know, it's funny. I was listening to this album and what for the second time today, and uh, I was listening to it. And it's funny, I got two, two big things, and I'm going to mention all by yourself in a second. But like, one of the things I got was uh, Billy Joel released an album. One of his biggest influences, too, I find out, was he released an album called An Innocent Man. I'm bringing this up because he, Billy Joel made an album in, in the mid 80s in his career when he had a, he made an album with all high notes. Like all these you know, uptown girl, tell her about it. All these like Motown type of vibes to it. I bring that up because this sounds like that type of record to me a little bit. Because it might not be an apt comparison, but for some reason I get that kind of like he's making. A, he's a, he, yes, he's kind of like look at me. I'm showing off all my, my vocals, but in ten years he might not. He might not be able to hit those notes again. Therefore, he might not go back to this material that often. You know what I mean? And I will say, all by yourself, I, Kyle. I, I don't know if you got this reference or not. All by yourself reminds me of "All by Myself" by Green Day from Dookie for yeah. some reason. Did you get that reference? Yeah. I was like, wait a second. Where's Kyle? I have to bring this up at some point because I had this like, Trey Cools. I'm all by myself. Like I got that weird vibe <laughs> from, do- from Dookie for some reason. For that, I was like, I have to bring it up when he, when we talk about it. It's like that. And 
This screams it for me. What's up, Mike? JT, don't you know he's going to do the uh, Bon Jovi point the mic at the crowd when he can't hit those notes. He's just going to be like, you guys do it. I'll look at you awkwardly. And, uh, you know, that. I mean, don't you know that's what Rob Halford does and all these other guys who literally, like, um, put themselves in a freaking uh, predicament when they just yeah. blasted these songs out and they're like, what am but, I going to freaking do? At least those singers. Yeah. The high note is only part of the song most of the time. This yeah, is true. the entirety of the song. <laughs> just belting out of the top of his, you know, his yeah. range. And he's just going to have to have a whole song like, all right, guys, here you go. Remember this one? <laughs> yeah, here, I'll just like, put the mic out. Everyone can just do it. it it's 2032 and he's touring and he's like, oh, my God, guess what, everyone? Hey, remember Viva Las Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll be able to do it in another 10 years. I don't think yeah. he's that old. But yeah, no, you know what I mean. 20, no, like, 20 years from now, we had to smoke well, a bunch of Russian right. cigarettes. I'll just be like, you know, he won't have the, any voice. No reason, <laughs> though, I'm surprised he didn't <laughs> go more toward that, like, that crooner style of yeah. singing that he was so good at because that's something you could actually, you know, maintain moving forward, you know. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, it, it, with Death of a Bachelor, I mean, I might kind of you, you check out Death of a Bachelor, like that one song and also the Impossible Year, like the crooning vocals on that. We talked about that before we started, but like the crooning vocals on those two songs in general, like are just so good. It literally he reminds me of like Michael Buble meeting mm. Frank Sinatra and that kind <clears throat> of style, but with a rock like beat to it, you know, or like, you know, what I mean, it's so and it's funny. And I, I brought this up when we talked about Death of a Bachelor last time. I I sh- I let I said I showed my grandfather those two songs, Mike, and he, you know, he they saw Frank Sinatra back in the day when he was alive, and he, he's my, my my grandfather's like, oh my god, Brendan Urie, Panic at the Disco, he sounds like Sinatra, and I'm like, I, my grandfather got into him, and he keeps he keeps asking me, is hey, Brendan Urie released a new album, and I'm like, yeah, well you haven't listened to it yet, you know, <laughs> so but he got into him because of that style, and I'm mm. just surprised he did not go back to that type of like that crooner he could do it he's got the versatility to do it but this just showed me like i'm just gonna scream my head off and do whatever i want like you know like that's all he's gonna do and and we got the album we got i'm I'm, i liked it overall i know we're going off on different tangents but like for some reason he is gonna do it to death he's gonna be like singing in high pitch i mean if he can hold it great but i mean look at john bon jovi he's now 60 he can't do living (laughs) out of prayer anymore which is that's shame so yeah and then all by yourself is when the band left. They're like, "Yeah, you go ahead and do that. We're gonna be over here just <laughs> hanging out, uh, do it to death, all up. by yourself, brother." But um, <laughs> but I mean, that, that, that's where I that's where I pretty much stand on track listening. I mean, it's very very front loaded. The first three tracks I really like. Title track is my favorite. Go figure. Um, but the rest of the album is just like repeat, copy, repeat, copy, repeat. And I'm like, all right, well, we got, what we got. It is what it is. Like we said initially, but. Um, I did like it overall. I mean, am I happy with it? Sure. You know I mean? But I did like it overall. And there's a couple of tracks I go back to quite a bit. Like the standout tracks me again are Viva Las Vengeance, Middle of a Breakup, Don't Let the Light Go Out, and Truthfully, Sugar Soaker. And I, I will say this too. Butch and Kyle, I agree with you 100%. Butch Walker needs to just quit the music industry completely. <laughs> he needs to just get out of the business because everything he touches 
does not but just to put this out there butch walker if you want to come on the stream we are welcome you uh 100 but we will please. debate your writing and producing <laughs> yeah look we'll have like the worst guests on just to state how they feel don't matter if we dislike you we want you to come on to, yeah just to bring you, you know you can come on and curse us out for an hour for all i care <laughs> yes exactly yeah. but i, I will yeah. one more one more thing i want to touch on before we got to wrap up our initial closing thoughts and whatnot but I applaud him though for having no more than a max of like three or four writers or maybe five uh, sad clown, whatever it was, you know, like, like, or six. I applaud him for at least sticking through an album and having him, Jake Sinclair and Mike Viola for the most part. Mm. I really do appreciate the fact that he, it was just, I mean, <clears throat> the songs are the songs, but I appreciate him being like, look, I'm going to stick it out and I'm going to do all the comp- the composition, the arrangements. And I applaud him for having at least two other people and not like, Jordy, where there's 30 people on one song that's just stupid and you shouldn't do that i'm really applaud him for actually just sticking to just two or three other people and actually it's funny eric carmen who did like some other stuff too is on this one of the co-writers of all by yourself i found oh. which is pretty cool so hmm. yeah. is, he, is he the same guy who had hungry eyes am i thinking that oh no, he, he was in the raspberries <laughs> it says he was in the raspberries but that's that's cool that he got that guy to do it which is you know it's nice but um, but that's my thoughts on the track listing. A couple standout tracks for Viva Las Vengeance, Middle of a Breakup, and Don't Let the Light Go Out. Very, very front-loaded. The rest of the album is kind of like whatever. But but yeah, that's, that's my initial track listing stuff. So that's what I got. Um, are we all set to close ratings. up? or Any any other including thoughts and ratings? What do we got? Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go. All right, so, here we go. For my rating on this one, I had to look at it. I, I kind of have two different ratings here because when listening to it i realized this was a weird album for me in a way because the best songs on here are the ones that sound like stand the ones i liked are the ones that sound like standalone songs and they don't feel like they have to be part of like a big musical or something which is the feel i got from most of these like if he wanted to say and you know maybe he hasn't i missed it or something but i doubt it if you want to say this is a concept album, we're going to make a musical out of this, I could see that. I could be like, yep, you could probably do that. And it would work pretty well, like some visuals and like a, you know, Broadway esque style thing. But I had to look at it in terms of, I don't really care for that sound. So for me, like my personal enjoyment of this album, I'd have to give it about a two out of five. But when I look at it objectively, they are very well-written songs. There's no doubt about that. He's talented. He has a great voice. Other than like the lyrics, the instrumentals on here are some of the best in a pan- in any Panic! The Disco songs. The production is great. It has a great vintage sound to it. Objectively, it's good. So I kind of have to take that into consideration as well as my personal feelings towards it. It's by far my least favorite Panic! of the Disco album. I don't see myself coming back to it very often outside of maybe three or four songs. So my final rating for it, I got to go with 3.5 out of 5. All right, 3.5 out of 5 from Kyle. Mike, what do you got? I mean, that just blew my mind, man. I for, I thought for sure you were going to be in the high, like 4.5 out of 5, Kyle. Like I was like, I had you penned in, bro. And like, you know, it's funny as you become more of a like 
harder critic. It's funny, I, I align more with you, but we're still on the opposite end of the spectrum of our song. So it's almost like, yeah, I hated this album more, but I loved everything you hit, you know, so it's kind of like cool. Like it's almost like it we're pro proceeding in the same direction, just appreciating the points of the album better. The other dislike so it's kind of interesting um which i kind of like i i still want to offer this challenge to the stream we need a perfect 10 album that everybody loves i know this is like i've kyle and i've been trying to find this uh um as i hand him like um i hand him yellows out of the blue and he was like yeah it's good but i just not a 10 and then i'm like but that's a 10 to me and then he shows me his 10 and i'm just like eh, it's a yeah i have the same kind of thing so that's our challenge after this Let's get a 10 out of 10 and see if we can come up with uh, something that we can all be like, we love this. It's, besides, obviously, a classic album that is like in the mainstream and known by all kinds of people as a 10. Like, that's too easy. Like, uh, maybe an underrated 10 uh, or a, or an uncovered gem. But, yeah, for me, uh, you know, kind of following suit here. Um, I am at the advantage of not having any previous uh history with this band you know obviously besides the one or two songs that i heard throughout you know just like wherever i was hearing the song you know i never actually picked up an album i never actually listened to this like habitually it's always been like um you know because i hear it on a commercial or hear it uh um on you know somewhere at a house party or whatever you it's never have. been like emo night yeah or like a bar someone's doing a karaoke thing or god knows like you know someone wants to suicide and try to do his vocals like uh you know like you know that would that would be an ugly situation uh but whoever wants to do it go for it um but um yeah like i'm such and the same thing with the last album i have no previous experience which kind of gives me the ability to be higher on the rating than i normally would be so um for this i gotta go three out of five um you know there are some songs to be honest with you i put in on my list you know i said uh had up had potential but vocals ruined it like something about maggie could have been great if it um like the vote the chorus was great the vocals just like beat me to death on that um god killed rock roll another one that i was um if on you know tell you say it louder sugar soaker and uh um don't let the light go out all um obviously middle of a breakup was actually pretty decent too middle of the breakup almost actually reminded me of um like a classic kind of uh sound from this band maybe i'm completely wrong because i don't have an understanding of that classic sound but from like the previous songs i'd heard from this band reminded me the most of that song uh, maybe i'm just crazy but uh yeah like uh I just yeah I could I couldn't go higher on it I definitely could go lower as I listened to it God knows that could possibly happen but throughout you know listening to it I luckily I didn't have any previous experiences just like three out of five so it's like a pretty good rating for me yeah so yeah JT. my yeah here we go tiebreaker <laughs> no I'm just kidding um, <laughs> uh, my overall I would say my overall rating is a solid. You know, given the fact that it 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 is Panic at the Disco, it is still an, a band that I love quite a bit, and that I got into with Death of a Bachelor, and I went back and went went through all their discography, and I when Pray for the Wicked came out, I was like, I gotta see him on the tour, you know, and I <laughs> saw them there, uh, and they were great live. They were, I know Kyle hasn't seen them, sorry, but but they're they're just that good live. They're really good. Um, but as far as this album goes and a rating goes, I would I, I'm gonna be a solid three point. 
seven five. Truthfully, I did still like elements that I, I mean, I like musicals. Don't judge me. Boo <laughs> that man! How dare you? <laughs> How dare I? I know, like I. You're not they're... a rock fan. Get out of here! <laughs> oh, no, no. But I, I, there are some people who really like musicals. I those people, I'm like, I question. But there's some that I like, some I don't. Whatever. But certain elements I did like. The the elements that I did like outweighed the parts that I didn't like. So saw saw three point like. Actually, I'm gonna go a little lower. What a three point five out of five for me, personally. It's still good. It's good for what it is, but it is unfortunately what it is at the same time. So mm-hmm. I saw three point five out of five for me personally, and I, I, that's coming from a guy who's who Death of a Bachelor. I still listen to on a semi regular basis in general. I just I love that record. Yeah, me too. It, it's so good. I mean, like we could talk about that all day. Really, it's just it's a timeless record. Uh, but this is. This is what it is. This is our most recent release, and this is what we got. But um, three point five out of five for me. That's why I currently stand on that. So, uh, is that it, gentlemen? Do we have any other concluding thoughts? Anything else that we're going to talk about? Or last thing I got. Last thing I got to say is just that you know I I respect the hell out of Brendan Urie and you know all the past members of Panic the Disco. They've never made the same album twice, mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. in their career. Uh, so I look forward to what they got. You know. After this, I'm sure it'll be another few years. Well, he, but, he got. Well. Yeah, well, yeah, now you're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just weird referring to a band name as a he, but yeah. Uh, like, I would say that this album reminded me a lot of JT has been following them since. I feel like I have a different perspective than either of you on Panic the Disco. Mike, you know, like the big singles that you hear like on the radio and out. And JT got into them <clears throat> during the death of a bachelor phase. I got into them when they first came out. Oh, like, he's the hipster. Right hipster. The first album came out and was like blowing up. Like that's when I got on the train and I followed them ever since. So this album reminds me a lot of the pretty odd days when that came out, when it was so divisive in the fan base because they went from being pop punk emo to all of a sudden they just put out what could essentially be a Beatles album. Yep. So I see that again, like this reminds me of that a lot where I think it's going to divide the fan base quite a bit. I don't think nearly as much because people really seemed to dislike pretty odd at the time. I personally like it, but uh, I appreciate them. Respect the hell out of them. Talented guy. And uh, I wish I liked it more. I will say, though, I definitely recommend checking the album out if you are a fan of musicals, specifically if you're having to be in that niche of being a musical fan and a Panic! the Disco fan. You'll probably get a lot more enjoyment out of this than I did. If you like heavy metal with theatrical stuff, check out Heavenly's album. Uh, they're the most... They're- most uh i, I have to check that out <laughs> i have that yeah. one heavenly al- heavenly album that you showed me on repeat still to yeah, this day yeah it's uh it's it really does showcase that without um you know like it just kind of like does everything and then it does its vocal stuff so the, you know what real quick if you want to hear a a rock broadway thing just listen to green day's american idiot broadway soundtrack that's the <laughs> yes, perfect way perfect way i actually will listen to that because it's the perfect way to make a Broadway theatrical rock sound without going overboard and having all these messy backing vocals and theatrics all over the place in your face. Uh, go listen to that. 
there you go man there you, go. you have it people, people people who came to this album got re- redirected to other albums that's never a good sign guys but uh hey you yeah. know, it's what it is. Hey, <laughs> i came for know. this song and i left with others it is what it is but i gotta be honest i really don't see myself coming back to this one but the question is, will you see them? We we'll see them on tour. <laughs> Honestly, once I heard this album, I was originally pretty bummed that I wasn't going to be able to see this tour because I'm busy the day that they're within reasonable distance. Damn. After yeah. This album, I was like, I'll wait till the next one. And the worst that's the worst thing about going to see an uh, a tour with a uh, for a new album. They're gonna just like, yeah, you want to hear this album? So we're gonna like suck up like four or you know uh, different slots of songs for this instead of like playing some of your favorite songs. So like you were saying, sometimes it's good to just skip over and wait till the next one. You know. Yep. Not that way. I I was honestly a little bit relieved in a way. I was like, oh. All right, I guess I can miss this one. It won't be the world's <laughs> deal anymore. Yeah, right. Unless um, he breaks up with himself. Oh, wait, hold on. Never mind. Maybe, maybe he'll go fully solo. I'm not doing it anymore, me. <laughs> Inner <laughs> conflicts coming out. I can't do this. Yes. I can't do this. Yes, you can. You're panicking. <laughs> this guy, I know. I'm panicking. <laughs> He's in the middle of his own breakup. You're the voice <laughs> of the band. <laughs> <What's>... <laughs> be the sad well, clown. <laughs> well on that note ladies and gentlemen we have reached a verdict on what we decide but ultimately it's what you guys have to say jump down in the comments section below share your thoughts on this share this video as well listen to us on podcasts as well we want to thank the two gentlemen for joining me as always kyle thank you so much for your input your lifelong panic fan thank you so much of course and Mike, 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 you know, ripping apart stuff left and right as far as his ratings go. Just kidding. We love you, Mike. But uh, thanks for tuning I'm in the, as always. I'm the villain, guys. Uh, you know, just like call me the Riddler, you know, because here's a riddle. <laughs> riddle me what this, will I hate next? <laughs> Stay tuned. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, it's ultimately, ultimately it's what you guys have to say. Jump, sound off in the comment section below, and share your thoughts as well on social media. Follow us on social media at Superview Show, and we'll see you guys next week for another episode of Career Retrospective. So stay safe and take care. <laughs>